Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. We live in an age of heroes. In a highly scientific survey, I asked my children what their favorite heroes were. Henry said, Spider-Man, Batman, and the Green Lantern. Three excellent selections. Anna chimed in. Hermione from Harry Potter. Ray from Star Wars and Violet from The Incredibles. Three equally awesome choices, not that I'm biased. If you are a fan of movies, it seems like every film released these days is super that or wonder this. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Many of these films are quite spectacular. But heroes are not only on the silver screen. We can hold up lots of folks as heroes, members of our family, folks who serve in the armed forces, civic leaders, even athletes. Yesterday afternoon, my better half was listening to her alma mater, the University of North Carolina's football game on the radio, a game they lost to the University of Louisville, I might add, but I digress. <laughs> she continued to listen during halftime, which I thought was odd. Halftime is usually a time to do other things, until I realized why she was listening. During halftime, the 2016 men's basketball team received their national championship rings. These rings, mind you, that may have been given to another team if a certain extremely biased referee hadn't officiated their regional final against the University of Kentucky. But again, I digress. And I hear some boos in the second row. What was really cool about this ceremony was that previous champions presented their rings to the latest champions. It was a lovely moment of tradition and a delightful celebration of heroes. However, and unfortunately, we have witnessed too many real heroes over the past few weeks. Due to Harvey and Irma, the latter wreaking havoc as we speak this morning, we know too well how blessed we are with real heroes. From first responders rescuing folks trapped by floodwaters, people opening their homes to strangers fleeing from Irma, to the Cajun Navy speeding to the rescue, remembering the heroes that saved them when the hurricane was named Katrina. I used this quote only a few weeks ago, but it bears repeating. Mr. Rogers, the children's television creator, once said when he was a boy and would see scary things on the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. 
you will always find people who are helping. The helpers, those are the true heroes. And real heroes are among us every day. From nurses offering a kind word to someone in pain, the young person making the new kid at school feel welcome, firefighters rushing in to the World Trade Center 16 years ago tomorrow, to the Wednesday morning Bible study, praying for so, so many folks. We are surrounded by heroes. But what makes a hero a hero? In our mind, a hero might require a cape, and a flamboyant outfit. A hero might wear a uniform or have particular skills and talents. A hero might, as the Franciscans say, be someone with enough foolishness to believe that they can make a difference in this world so that they can do what others claim cannot be done. Heroes take many forms. And Jesus does not use the word hero in today's gospel, but he does say, Whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Greatness, another word for heroes, is not a matter of a superpower or an outrageous costume, but a willingness to serve the willingness to work for others, the willingness to be the hand of God in a hurting world. On this Sunday, every year, here at the Chapel of the Cross, we remember a particular feast in the calendar of the Episcopal Church, the Feast of Constance and her companions. Constance and her companions are also known as the Martyrs of Memphis. For during the yellow fever epidemic of 1878, while most were fleeing that city for their and their family's safety, Constance and her companions stayed and cared for the sick. Our chapter of the Order of the Daughters of the King, an order of women who dedicate their life to prayer and service and generally being heroes, is named for Constance. Moreover, one of the companions, a Reverend Charles Parsons, was married to Margaret Britton family, a member of the family that built the chapel. Reverend Parsons wrote this letter to his bishop while serving in Memphis. The sisters are doing wonderful work. It is a surprise to see how much these quiet, brave, unshrinking daughters of divine love can accomplish in efforts and results. One of the most exacting and important of their duties henceforth will be to maintain the home for all the destitute children and orphans of the city. In two days already, 32 have been sent to them, and within a short time, the number will be named by hundreds. For our general work, we have several excellent nurses in our employ, because we are bound to have fever cases among the children taken from infected homes. I am well and strong and hopeful, and I devoutly thank God that I can say that in every letter. Reverend Parsons died along with Constance and many of the companions of the fever. These are the real heroes, those who heed the call to serve. The real heroes act out of compassion and empathy and gratitude and ultimately love. As it says in today's epistle, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Heroes 
don't have to be perfect. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you have received. I recently read an article by Danusha Gaska, a journalist reflecting on heroes and how real people can become heroes. She wrote, Sometimes we convince ourselves that the unnoticed gestures of insignificant people mean nothing. It's not enough to recycle our soda cans. We must stop global warming now. And since we can't stop global warming now, we may as well not recycle our soda cans. It's not enough to be our best selves. We have to be Gandhi. And yet, when we study the biographies of our heroes, we learn that they spent years in preparation doing tiny, decent things before the one historical moment propelled them to center stage. We may not be propelled to center stage, but as the prayer book prays, we may be called to do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in. We may not wear outrageous outfits, but we can serve and we can love. We may not look like heroes, but to someone, we could be more powerful than Superman. How is God calling you to be a hero? Amen.